so day two, um, real day two, uh, day one was kind of rained out. <laughs> it was funny. Um, I was out walking the streets or whatever, knocking on doors, and this uh, this thunderstorm rolls in, and I get totally drenched just immediately. Like there's nothing I can do about it. I'm like, okay, well this is happening. So I keep walking door to door, and and a lot of people are like, what the hell? As I show up, my hat's like dripping, and my my clothes are socked. But at this point, like I don't care. You know, I'm already wet. What difference does it make? Um. The shift gets called. We all head, all head back, but uh, I managed to uh, to hit up one more person before I head back and grab a donation, um, which was really nice because it was the uh, the only donation of the night, which made me feel really good. It was also the first one I actually person I got to actually say yes, which also made me feel really good. Um, but that's not really what I'm talk what I want to talk about. Uh, I'm feeling more confident, better, blah blah blah. But that's not what I want to talk about. Um, I had a really interesting conversation with somebody on Twitter the other day. I don't remember her name, and I apologize to her, even though that she's definitely not listening. But I, I would mention her name if I remembered. We were talking about cancel culture. Uh, cancel, cult- cancel culture has been something that's been on my mind for uh, a little bit. Um, I am really afraid of mob mentality and of being like let's crucify this person right now because they did this horrible thing because that's how you get like rumors to breed and spread and falsified information and people just building for clickbait and people that read the clickbait but don't actually watch a video so they just assume it's true and that spreads the rumors even farther um so i'm worried about that and i think most people are I think a lot of people see other people's careers getting destroyed for actions they made a long time ago that were bad and and should be apologized for, but we're not the worst thing in the world, and we're also, you know, in another lifetime. You know, I think about how much I've changed in the last several months, much less the last, you know, several years. But that being said, there's a flip side to this where cancel culture has kind of breed out of bread out of people wanting to hold other people accountable. And I think that's really, really important. Accountability is extremely important. Social accountability is different than, you know, regular accountability to yourself, to your work, to your whatever, insert X here. So I think it's very important that we hold each other accountable. The problem, the problem happens when you do it faceless and anonymous. When it comes to correcting people's behavior, it really needs to be a person-by-person thing because you need to have empathy for that other person. You need to understand that other person, understand their history, understand who they are, understand what they care about in order to effectively, truly effectively communicate and change their mind about their actions. You know, guilt is a powerful force. And anything you say to somebody that holds them accountable to something they said or something they did is going to be guilt-driven. They're going to feel guilty about that. So most people, when they feel guilty, they shell up. They immediately get mad at the other person because they haven't fully processed the emotion. And they were like, why would you make me feel like that? So they go on the attack. Um, a great example, I actually have a great example of this from my own personal life. 
I used to work in a retail coffee store and often I would talk shit about the customers when I didn't like what they did or I didn't like who they are and I didn't like what they stood for. And I would do it behind closed doors. I wouldn't do it to their face. But somebody called me out on something that I'd said once. They were like, you really can't say that. And I immediately fired back. We're like, all right, well, I'm not doing it to their face, man. Like, it's not that big a deal. And he was like, no, it is a big deal. You shouldn't do that. And then he was like, listen, I love you, but you can't do that. Like, like that kind of like t- very strong language, but like still totally my friend. Didn't like hate me for it. Maybe judged me a little bit, but didn't hate me for it. And it's that kind of act, that like, I feel like that partially contributed to me changing the course of my life. Like a small little thing of like, wow, that was really mean. Why did I say that? I would never have said that before. Like, holding somebody accountable can really break them out of their shell and break them out of their routine and be like, oh, maybe this is wrong. But when you do it anonymously on the internet, no one's going to listen. They're just going to get angry. And that anger shells them up more into their own position. Because you know what happens next is like, somebody comments on Facebook and like, you shouldn't say that because of this, this, and this reasons. And they were like, well, you can go fuck off. And then there's going to be six other people who agree with the original post who comment going like, yeah, fuck off. Obviously more complicated than that, but that's what happens. And that actually further entrenches the person that you're calling out in their own position. And you're actually just making them worse than they already are rather already are rather than better. I um, I am a really big on focusing on what actually works rather than what feels good. I feel like a lot of, um, especially people who are politically slanted, I'm politically slanted, so it's not me bashing politically slanted people, but politically slanted people, um, sorry, Maps is talking to me, ha- do this thing where they attack the other person because they feel attacked and they feel guilty and they feel sad inside and they feel like there's hate targeted towards them and while in some cases it's definitely right especially with issues of race and homophobia and things of that nature you're being attacked like if somebody goes well like oh i don't like gay people i just wish they would you know not be so loud about it that's an attack that's an attack on somebody who's homosexual like oh so you don't like the fact that we're holding hands so we're not that that is that is aggressive in nature But that being said, it's hard to be like, you can't like then attack that person because then that person who's feeling attacked is just going to further entrench themselves in their own position through the same methods that we mentioned before, unless you have empathy, history, and the background of the person who you're talking to. If you already have a rapport with the person you're talking to, it might not be so bad, especially if you see them frequently. And especially if you maintain good words with that person just because they said something you didn't like, you know, if you can do that, then you can get the person really thinking. You can drop their guard, essentially, and really get them thinking about what they said and why they said it or why they feel that way about a certain thing. But uh, I think that's basically it. I think that's all I wanted to say because I, I, I think it's super important for us to um, to have the courage to talk face to face with our friends it's really easy to anonymously say to a person on the internet oh you shouldn't do that or 
to, you know, talk to a, even a stranger is easier than a friend, in my opinion. Going up to a stranger who's like being loud in, you know, the protesters on the street and yelling back at the protesters like you fucking assholes and all that stuff. That's easy. That's easy to do. You look like the hero. If you talk to your friend behind closed doors about the things that you don't feel are right, that can be that can be pretty hard. That can um, that can be uh, difficult because you know that like there's a possibility that they won't like what you said and they'll get angry and they like will be less of your friend now. Like there's a personal risk involved in that. There's no personal risk to a stranger, but um, I think if people really care about cancel culture and you know, how, what they feel is right and their moral beliefs, they should definitely, definitely start with their friends. Start and almost end with their friends. I definitely talk about politics loud and I definitely have a lot of feelings about it and I make those known. But I know for a fact that that's more for my own self than it is for convincing somebody else. And it's for the people who think like me. Like, I'm not out trying to convince people when I say uh, Mitch McConnell's a fucking turtleneck bitch beard. Like, no, no conservative person is going to read that and be like, yeah, Mitch McConnell is that, you know, it's me. It's for me. It's for me, like being mad because people are hateful and how I feel mean and abusive and manipulate the system. And that's how I feel. But that's not a big moral stand on my point. You know, I'm not making waves with that. I'm not putting in any work with that. And I think it's important to remember that, like... The, the biggest, the biggest, biggest, biggest way to make change is to start with yourself, then with the people in your immediate vicinity, and then with the people like in your community. I think it needs to start insular and move out rather than start from Facebook and Twitter and then move in. But yeah, it's just my feelings. Uh, I'm a 24-year-old kid from New Jersey, so uh, what the fuck do I know? Have a good morning.